about the um, the diocesan collection for the fund for the seminarians. So the small basket up here in front is for the seminarian collection, and the large one is for the parish. I guess you can kind of see my my priority is. <laughs> but anyway, if you are able to help with that, it'd be appreciated. Our goal for the parish uh, this year is like fifty-six hundred dollars or. 5599 so anyway, so 5600 is what the diocese is asking the parish for, for the seminary and fund. It's a fascinating thing when we hear today about the Word of God is like the one who plants the seed, and then the seed encounters different kind of reception to it. Just want to go back and have you ponder some about how the Word of God is kind of thought of through Scripture. In the beginning, uh, it said, God said, let there be, and so it came to be. That's why Isaiah is saying, the Word of God comes to the earth, and it does not come return without bringing forth the purpose for what it was, which it was intended. The Word of God is effective and true, it's powerful. Um, that's one. But the one I wanted to focus on a little more was in John's Gospel said, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Jesus himself is the Word of God. And I was like a distinction between Jesus as the Word with a capital W as the Word of God, and Scripture as the small w, Word of God. There's no way the Bible or St. John says, no way that everything that Jesus did could be written down. There wouldn't be enough room in the whole earth or world to contain all the books necessary to speak about what he did. And so he says, these things are written down so that you might have faith, and through that faith have life in his name. So the words in John's Gospel he's telling us are very specially chosen. It's chosen to give life, but also there's no way to contain or express fully the total reality of the word that became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is far more than any word. He's far more than a million words. He is the Word of God. And so being the Word of God, he, does, he did come to the earth, and his purpose will be fulfilled, which purpose was to reconcile the world to the Father, to overcome everything that separates anything in the world from being connected to the Father and connected with one another. I was reading a fascinating book. I can't explain it fully, but it had, has to do with Black Elk. Did you ever hear about Black Elk Speaks? Actually, he was an Indian um, in the Dakota, Sioux Indian, and he's up for canonization. The church is, really, is actually looking to canonize him as a saint. And one of the visions that he had it's how he encountered the presence of Christ in this vision. But then he said, what I saw was so fascinating. 
that all of a sudden everything that looked real became like shadows. And then I saw the grass becoming greener than I had ever seen it. And the grass was actually like it had light within it. And it was just brilliant with light. But he said everything was connected. All the trees and all the people and all the animals and all creation was connected together. And it was all radiant. And I was thinking, our second reading today, all of creation is groaning and is in one act of giving birth. All of creation is being going through a process of being redeemed by the love of Christ and transformed to bring it all into unity and harmony that Christ might restore all of creation to the Father. That's what his purpose is about, to restore everything to the Father. In a way, everything that harms, everything that destroys, everything that corrupts or disfigures that creation, all of that is being transformed. And that which looks like it's real is really just shadows. The spiritual side is the side of reality, the side of what is really true. And it's so often we get focused on the material part of reality, and that's what is passing. That is what is only transitory. It's what is unseen, which is lasting and eternal. It's what is unseen is real, because it really is from the source of God himself. That all of creation has been loved into existence by its creator. That's what creation is about. So if you want to read The Black Elk Speaks, you'll hear a little bit of his vision in that. Um, but just a little bit. There's more in another book written by the same author, not Black Elk, but it went into more detail about, about Black Elk's vision. And it's called The Song of the Messiah. And I've just about finished reading that. And that describes in more detail what I was describing about that vision of creation being all interwoven with one another in harmony, but also the radiance of all of creation shining forth far more brilliant than we could ever see. So I'd, that's why I was off on that kind of focus. But the idea of the seed that is planted, the word of God that is planted, we've heard the word of Christ. Every word that he speaks to us is the word of God. Every word that he speaks because he is the eternal word of God is also part of the eternal word being spoken and proclaimed. We need to look at the scripture, especially the gospels, especially the words of Jesus himself, and looking at these words that he speaks to us are words of life and words of truth. What is so fascinating to me about the Gospels are whatever Christ says is in harmony with what he does. His life and his words are in perfect harmony with one another. So if you ever want to understand his words, look at his life. And he tells a lot of parables. But I think the greatest parable of all 
is the crucifixion. His life, death, and resurrection is summed up in that. That is the parable we need to ponder. We need to ponder what does this parable, his life, really tell us? But it speaks about his trust and love for the Father, the love that he poured out for creation, his love that is present redeeming the world, that is his blood and water was poured forth from his side, his life was poured out, the water, his love was poured out, the blood. That is why we need to ponder Christ crucified, as St. Paul says. And that was what he only wanted to focus on. I think beyond the parable that we have in the gospel today, the story of the crucifixion, his death and resurrection, is the ultimate parable for us to know what life is truly about. The life, the love of God revealed to us in Christ, the love of Christ given to us. That is the seeds that he has planted the seeds that are implanted in our lives that we might, in a way, bear fruit, bear forth fruit with the love that we have received, planting those seeds then and sharing those seeds with others. It is, if the seed just dies within us, it does not bear much fruit because it must have found a lot of rocky soil or maybe the hard path that wasn't willing to accept the soil was so hard and compact. Sometimes people will say, why do you think I'm going through this hard time, a very difficult time? I say, sometimes, you know, if the soil within us is hard and compact, really receive and really welcome a rich soil, as rich soil, the Word of God, Maybe God's got to plow it up. <laughs> and if we force God to plow it, you can tell that may not be the most comfortable experience we have. So is God doing, do, using this time to plow <laughs> the hardness of hearts <laughs> within our nation, within our country? Is he trying to plow that his seed actually might be planted and bear more fruit and bear much more for the kingdom of God. I'd like to ask you to ponder just this parable. If the word that is the seed of God planted within you, have you opened yourself to receive that word or is it just simply kind of indifference to it? What kind of home does the word of God, Jesus himself, find within you? What is the word that he speaks to us, that he has given to us? What kind of soil do we have that's receiving that word? Again, he is the word of God that became flesh and dwelt among us. Looking not just at what he says, but his very self, his very person, is what he offers to us. God bless you.